we were pretty focused on the idea and we're quite determined and stubborn that this has to go this way. Wow. So this is what we've been doing all this time, yeah. Thank you for tuning in to IPU Podcast. IPU stands for Immigrants Pursuit of Umunezero. Umunezero is the word for happiness. Did you know that next to hunger and thirst, our most basic human need is for storytelling? Here at IPU, we believe in the power of storytelling. Join us as we share inspiring stories of immigrants who found and are following their passion. We hope these stories will teach, inspire, motivate, and challenge you. I am your host, Jay Tessie. Hello, hello, Judy. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Why are you trying to sound all sexy and stuff? Oh, you never know. It might be. I, I, <laughs> you I'm never know who's listening. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh, gosh. How's I, Kiki doing? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, wow. That Do was... Do have amnesia blind. now? We don't know who Kiki is? Did I uh, just... Okay. All righty. Now here we go. Uh, you know, I don't like you right now. You just you just blindsided me with that. I didn't even expect that. I don't even know how to react to that. I mean, yeah. you can say she's good, or you know, it's none of your business, whatever. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. She's doing, she's doing good. That's good. She's doing good. That's good. I say she's, yeah. you know, she's doing a good job. I can't. Uh, I'm blushing you. over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you for this one. I'm <laughs> blushing, but yeah. But how are you doing? Uh, I am fantastic. I'm good. Busy day at work today, but I'm fine. Are you back uh, in the system? Like, is uh, do you have jet lag or whatever? No, I'm I'm actually not fully back in the It's weird. It's like my whole day's fine and then it gets to like seven PM and I crash. Like I can't stay past up seven PM and then I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning though and I'm like and it's a good like thing because I've 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 learned to like sit down and think about my day. But other than that, I'd like to sleep for like two more hours. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, how you been though? What's up with you? Been good, getting ready for my staycation, you know? Stay, oh, yeah, yeah holiday season, I get it, yeah. I don't get no staycation. I just came out for one, that's why. <laughs> it wasn't a staycation, you actually went somewhere, kind of jealous. Yeah. Oh, well, jealousy is love and hate at the same time. <sighs> but, <That's> um, <laughs> you're, I'm being lame. You're so lame right now. But listen, um. Speaking of traveling, yeah, don't we have somebody who like travels the whole world? Man, oh man! Today's guest, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. today's guest is a British-born Nigerian. I'm not going to tell you his profession until the end, but is a co-owner of Tafeta, and that's a private art dealership based in London. He has an undergrad and masters. Engineering from Imperial College. 
His work is showcased in several art collectors and galleries around the world. A few of his most recent clients, people like J. Cole, Timamanda Ngozi Adichie, I might have butchered the name, DJ Drogba, from a Chelsea soccer player. And he has 10-year experience in shooting multicultural weddings, documentaries, editorial campaigns, and that's none other than the man himself, Jide Alakija. Welcome to you podcast. Did I put your name? Hey, hello. Yes, you said it correctly, man. You even said it better than I could. <laughs> oh. Welcome, Jide. <laughs> oh. Hi How are you? How are you guys doing? Good. Pleasure cool. to have you on here. Surprised you have time for us. Oh, definitely. Def- definitely. Wow. Do you know what? I'm, I'm trying so hard not to flirt. <laughs> 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 I'm trying so hard. I had sometimes some, some people said to me, Oh, you're such a natural flirt. I'm like, I'm not a flirt. So I actually made a New Year's resolution to try and not flirt for a whole year. Um, wow. How did it go? How's it going so far? It, well, it's clearly not working very well. You're like, you know, <laughs> made time for us. And I thought, ah, darling, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but you, didn't say, you didn't say, you didn't say, you thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I thought about it. <laughs> Well, no, it's a it's a pleasure to have you on here. Uh, you're, so, I mean, you're so busy traveling the world and creating beautiful art and everything else. So it's it's an honor that you made time for us. Thank but you. before Thank we go you. any farther, before we talk about the wonderful things you're doing, tell the world about G Day. Who are you right. in a nutshell? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like to call myself a street photographer. Um, and I have been a photographer for the past 13 years. I started photography, well, at least my photography journey in 2004, November, uh, back in the United Kingdom. Uh, I was a student at Imperial College writing a PhD thesis in biomechanics. And, um, I, uh, had a lot of time on my hands and I set up a, uh, a, a company, um, that, um, essentially was a photography community to breed and encourage photographers to shoot more. It was very much like Instagram. And um, we um, set it out there to encourage more photographers. My role was to learn photography and get more photographers shooting. Um, Whilst doing the thesis, I ran out of money, and I realized that the best way to sort of keep the the bills paid, the rent paid, Mm -hmm. and keep funding yourself consistently was to get into wedding photography. At the time, I wasn't interested in weddings. Uh, I think I'd only attended two weddings at that point. Um, And um, the opportunity came when people asked me, hey, I love your photographs. Can you shoot my wedding? So I started doing that. And um, that has now become the thing that I do um, as one of my um, artistic expressions. Um, I also do uh, a lot of street photography outside weddings. I travel um, with with my photography, um, not just as a street photographer, also as a wedding photographer. Mm. And I've, uh, my, my the travel has afforded me to uh, present uh, creative work that I'm able to present in uh, um, galleries and uh, exhibitions uh, in different places. So in a sense, that's that's generally what I do. I look for different opportunities in different places to look for uh, interesting stories around my work. Nice. Wow. So, so wait, so this just, so you started doing photography as a side gig? 
basically? Uh, or something like that. I I did it whilst I was studying. And um, oh. at the time, there was no social media. Um, there was no Facebook. I think you only had... I mean, there was social media, but it was very basic. You, you had, had like, MySpace. Yeah, MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> high, high five. But we weren't... It wasn't photo sharing, yeah. you know? So... Yeah. Um, we created our own photo sharing, if you want to call it photo presentation platform. And, um, we used it to create a community. The, the, the idea was you took a photograph and you presented it on the site, um, every single day and 12 o'clock at night, GMT, the, the images would change to the latest photo that you had taken or wanted mm-hmm. to present. People would look at your photos and they would comment on it. Basically, Instagram. Well, you guys should have just kept going. Was, we should have. It was just there too early before its time. There yeah. was no, no more. But there were no smartphones uh, then. That's. I'm. I'm still trying to find the connection though. How you go from engineering to photography? <laughs> yeah. We. Okay. So I think the, the bridge. The bridge was our ability to write C plus plus and PHP code. So we were doing a lot of coding at the time. Um, and we just, the, the, the key there was we wanted to create a .com. We saw how Amazon was growing. We saw Google. We saw all these things. And we just thought, hey, we're a bunch of, you know, young kids who have talent and ability in writing code. Why not? And we came up with this idea of photography communities. Um, but my own role in this, there were four of us, um, my role in the quartet was to learn photography and encourage people to post onto the site. So the more photos I posted, the more people would be interested in signing up because they're looking at my photographs and they thought, hmm, I'm inspired by this dude. I would love yeah. to learn photography. Let me post on this site as well. Um, and just through that, my uh, name grew amongst the community. And um, at that point, I now became the person I am today. Like through uh the 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 whole idea of encouraging people inspiring people and sharing my ideas with other people as well so that's in a nutshell how i got from becoming like studying engineering to becoming a photographer so prior to you creating that website though were you did you always take pictures were you good who told you how to take pictures you taught yourself so yes i was very much self-taught um the thing about photography, though, is photography is two things. It's learning how to use a camera and then learning how to uh, train your eyes to see a good picture. So mm-hmm. losing the camera, just pick up the manual. You understand how the camera works. Um, and seeing a good picture is just experience, reading art books. So I did a bit of that. I did a bit, a bit, I did a bit of sharing images with my colleagues and um who had an interest in photography and learning from them. How, how did they react? Um, the thing is, we all kind of built our communities on the site. We all were part of this site in the initial stages. Um, and through that, we started to learn photography better. We started sharing our photography knowledge with each other. Every day we would learn something new. Uh, about lighting, would learn something new about, um, I don't know, lenses or even capturing moments. In fact, we weren't even doing anything to do with moments. We we're just doing fine art photography um, yeah. and portraits. So we just 
thought, wow, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? Why don't we try this? You know, we get a book and we're like, oh, why don't we try to learn how to use a studio today? Or why don't we try how to use a macro uh, glass, for instance, now? Uh, why don't we try shooting in the dark and doing something with a tripod? We were just... You guys are, you're really curious. self-taught, huh? We were, but we, we were just curious. We had a lot of time, a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> so it sounds like you used it wisely, though. Well, it it developed, and I have to say it's developed in that direction now where everyone has now become a photographer. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry with their dog is a photographer. So, <laughs> if I, <laughs> you know. I just got the iPhone 8 Plus, and I'm telling you, I feel like a photographer. Oh, man, you get, you get that portrait, my man. That's it. You start with a portrait mode. <laughs> I actually did a shoot was it yesterday with my iPhone 8. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Professional shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like a lot of <laughs> now I do portraits with my iPhone now because I'm like, damn, if I can do this and I just pressing the screen, that's it. That's what business thank God. Anyone, you know, Joshua um, says, you know what? I'm starting Joshua portraits. <laughs> Please don't give him ideas. I was just talking to my friend. I'm like, all I need is just get a good, fancy signature at the bottom of this picture. And we good. That's it. So <laughs> I get some endorsements. <laughs> Maybe he can have feature have, you on the website, Josh. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm about to be I'm about to be a what was it? What do you call it? Lifestyle photographers. Lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Gosh. But so no, no. um, fast forward. The, the website is doing really good. Did you graduate at that point? Were you done with school? Um, so I didn't finish the thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the PhD thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it got to a point where it just got dull and the photography was really, really taking over. So from that, I decided, okay, I was going to take a break. Mm-hmm. A break turned out to be like, yeah, I'm not going back again. Like, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So you're British, but your parents are Nigerian, right? Um, tell me how that. I mean, you're an adult and everything, but how did you go home and say, you know what, mom? Yeah, I know I have a master's degree, but uh, I'm so going to go fun. ahead and uh, do my photography. So, it works. I just want to say she stole my question. She stole, stole your question. question. And I'm yeah. about to give you an answer. There you go. It was my dad who actually encouraged me to become a photographer. Really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what actually happened was I was just doing this as a hobby. I wasn't really like, again, my, our focus and my focus was to build a dot-com business. Mm-hmm. It wasn't to become a photographer, but I could do it. And I set up all these things where I traveled and I was taking all these photographs and it was just like, like, you know, a place to put my work. And he saw it one night and thought, oh my God, this is so freaking amazing. Why don't you just do this full time? Really? That's, that's what, what he said? Yeah, that's what my dad said. And what did your mom say? Uh, I mean, my mom was like, no, my mom was, my mom had no problem. She's okay. So the thing about my parents is they've always encouraged us to do that thing, which we, we feel we're good at. Mm. So my younger brother is a a very uh, successful DJ in Nigeria. And, you know, he has a a computer science degree. Um, He wasn't interested in computer science. And my parents were like, just go for it. This is what you want to do. Why don't you just package it properly? And we just went out and did it. Did it. They supported us by encouraging us. Um, I mean, I don't know, they didn't really give us money. 
Um, yeah, I don't, my parents aren't the kind of people who feel like, yeah, we've got to fund your business, right? There wasn't anything like that, but it was more like, Hey, have you thought about doing this? I know a guy works in the newspapers. Do you want to get an interview done? Oh, I know this other person. So it was like helping us out in terms of making sure we had the support, Mm -hmm. but we were pretty focused on the idea and we're quite determined and stubborn that this has to go this way. Wow. This is what we've been doing all this time. Yeah. Still on, still on the, on the topic of family though. Have you had any negative family, uh, what do you call it? Uh, feedback. You're wasting your degree away. Yes, there's always people, there's always people who would come, even when, um, I'd be at a wedding and people say, Oh, this is your hobby. I'm like, No, this is my full time (laughs) gig. They're like, Really? (laughs) Firstly again, like I went to Imperial College in London. Wow. Are you having a mechanical engineering degree? What the hell? <laughs> what? what do your parents what do your parents think about it? I'm like, oh they're cool. Uh, Whoa, really? <laughs> and they were really you know? Uh, they're trying kids, to throw shade, it's not working. They're trying to show shade, but they're also worried that I'm I should I'll be a bad influence to their kids. Uh, so they, they're like, oh and they're like, oh my god, now I understand why my kid is trying to become freaking like, you know. David Yo or something like a new musician, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that wasn't my fault. That was what he wanted to do, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now every every fault. parent you're giving wants, ideas to our children, <laughs> right? Every parent wants their kids to, when they're born, go and kick a ball, you know, go and make some, <laughs> go and do some football trials, study, but at the same time, make sure you're athletic, make sure you can kick a ball. You could be like Didier Drogba someday. Mm. That's the thing. Maybe you are the future DJ Drogba. Yeah. Amen, man. Thank you. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that. He could be no. the future me. You just brought up how you said DJ Drogba just made me think. So who was your first, uh, how, how can I say, international superstar, A-list person, celebrity, you know? Hmm. A client. Client. First international client. Oh, wow. Um, I thought like celebrity a- client. Like celebrity Celebrity. Client. So this is not just someone who is like an author or some. This is someone who is in the mainstream, right? Sure. That works. Whichever one that was more inspirational to you. Inspirational. Oh, boy. Let me think now. Um... I would say, well, A-list, I would say J. Cole, definitely. Um, yeah. when I, I, I had the opportunity of photographing his wedding. It was a very, very secret affair. I didn't even know he um, got married, huh? Exactly. Everyone was like, oh, you shot J. Cole? I didn't know he got married. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> how did How did he, like, seek you out, you know? Who so I actually you got connected to his wife. Okay. Um, yeah, I met his wife um, at, a, at an event in New York City. This is what I love about being in New York. It's New York is such a great place to meet very interesting people in all sorts of, sorts of different works of life. Mm-hmm. And um, just through that connection, um, I was able to, uh, we were able to kind of work it out. And now we're really good friends. Um, every so often I had to do portraits of them uh, while I cover the events and things like that. So. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Uh, All right. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so then how does that, how did you 
was was that like your you know how you like basically you work with one one celebrity and then the other one's kind of like tag along is that kind of so i worked worked with uh damon harris um who's the the new york giants nfl player um every so often you get an inquiry from someone who's working with a celebrity um but I don't think it's completely true that celebrities all hang out with each other like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Celebrities hang out with their friends, you know, their people they've grown up. Outside of, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they show up to events as celebrities. Oh. But yeah, so you, you kind of get one, you work with people in their circle mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of get to know people in their circle. Um, but you're not exactly, it's not like, you know, oh, you do this person, you do that. That's a different thing entirely. That's you seeking them out, if anything. Yeah. That's true. Do you ever feel intimidated working with them? Like um, no. I don't know. Maybe it's weird. Maybe I'm a weird one, but I was just wondering. No, no. Um, okay, so because of the nature of what I'm doing, I am in their space. Um, and they're very normal in their space. Um, yeah. I've worked with people who aren't even celebrities who mm. have yeah no i i've done work for people who aren't mainstream celebrities but like millionaires and billionaires um and they've had like really big a-list celebrities come to those events mm-hmm. um and those can be slightly intimidating they're more intimidating than say actors or musicians mm-hmm. because of how how important they are mm-hmm. you get there and you see a president like bill clinton there sat down um, I did a gig with Mariah Carey once, um, oh. in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. That was a bit different. Um, but that again was overshadowed by the fact that the person who hired her was a, a multimillionaire mm-hmm. who pretty much took over the event. So it's like, at one point you start to feel like it's just very normal. It's what makes it so big is the way it's hyped up in the mainstream and in the media. But these people are very normal people. Uh, with very normal lives. They use the same toilet that you use. So there's nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 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 yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not. Now, whenever I see celebrities, I'm just like, oh, cool. The other day I was on a plane and um, what's his name? Uh, Mutombo, the old yeah. Houston Rockets. Yeah, Mutombo. Yeah, he sat next to me. Um, and he just looked like a normal person, you know, with long legs. <laughs> it was just so strange. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> nice. So, um, I, I know now you're, you're known for your wedding. You're more, you know, you do more weddings than anything else. Have you dealt with any like bridezillas? Do you have yes. any fun stories that you can share? <laughs> Give as many as you like. I can get there. Bridezilla's, Groomzilla's, the whole <laughs> Zilla. <laughs> the whole Zilla family shows up. Yeah, all the Zilla. Bridesmaid Zilla, Daddy Zilla. That's all like. How do you handle that? How? You just handle it. I mean, just, you just take it. For me, it's not so much an issue. It's when they, they, they become. They go into their Zilla mood and they, they're lashing out at everyone, lashing out at bridesmaids, lashing out at, at everyone. You just sit there and you document. Um, you document normally, those moments. I document those moments. <laughs> I wow. Gee. You give them yeah. out of bloopers later on. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just give them everything because at the point, 
you know what you're looking for when you create the moments. You you create a picture that shows them in that elements in their elements, and then when they look at it, it's something to laugh about. So <laughs> you know, it's like there's been a moment where the, the bridal entrance wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Room told the bride to go back to the beginning, and do it again. Oh, wow. You made her, wait. You made her go back. Made her go back and do it again. Just so you can capture <laughs> the moment. Exactly. It wasn't right. Wait, this is this is not this is not practice. This is the actual thing. Actual, yeah. Wow. Oh you do not play with your craft. <laughs> I like it. That was a groomzilla. Right there. Oh that was a groomzilla? That was a groomzilla right there. It was like yeah. no. Music came at the wrong time. You know, walk is wrong. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. wow. yeah. Try to imagine a man on the other side though. He's waiting for his girl. He's getting all the motion photographers. Okay, time out, time out. Cut the music. Go ahead, go back. Yeah, yeah everything was off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen I see. Um let me see if I can give it. I mean there are all sorts of incidents that have happened at weddings. Funny incidents. Priests didn't show up once. You forgot about the wedding. Oh no! Everyone got to the church, and the church was just empty. He woke up so late, and he didn't realize there was a wedding that day. Oh Get out of here! Before. Oh yeah, yeah. So did the wedding hap- happen or no? Oh, it did happen. It did happen. One of the funniest stories I've ever, funniest experiences I've ever ever had was this was a wedding where the bride was French, groom was British. So all her family came from France, including her bridesmaids. Bridesmaids ended up in the wrong church. (laughs) Didn't realize that that. (laughs) until they noticed that. Oh my god, the bride looks different. (laughs) Oh, the other church had another wedding going on, and (laughs) another wedding going on. Oh my god! Oh, dude, (laughs) (laughs) ended up in the wrong because they just didn't know where they were going. Just told the driver oh, where we're going, and they went there. At some point, you're like, "Who does that?" Oh, oh my! Jesus! No, no. But no, but other than weddings, uh, I know you. You have some other work you do. Actually, some of your work is in the Smithsonian Institute collection. Yes, yes. Was Invincible Cities number one? Tell us about that. Okay, so um, I was doing. Um, I was part of a project to do a recycling and recycling of materials in African cities. I'm just really essentially sort of sharing how Africans recycle all the time. And they picked uh, one of my pieces. I have a really large piece, uh, which was part of the exhibition. And I think they loved it so much they wanted to keep it as part of their collection in the African Institute. So, yeah, they bought it. So right now, if you go to the Smithsonian downstairs, on on the wall, there's a piece of mine that's actually sitting in there. Oh my gosh! Wow, that was one of my lucky bricks. That's Next time sick. I go there, I'll brag and say, "Yeah, I know him." Yes, <laughs> I, <go. laughs> I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got a direct <laughs> dial to him as well. <laughs> and you're, you're there with your phone, downloading Skype. Proof <laughs> to everyone. Do, 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 damn it, pick up. <laughs> Don't let me down, please. <laughs> oh, wow, that's amazing. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Is, that the, is that the only one you've done? Or is there that's, more? That's actually in there um, that was bought um, 
He only had one piece. Well, I only had one piece that was actually added to the collection. And yeah, um, yeah but I mean, I'm trying to do a bit more now. Um, initially, I took a break off the traveling story photography for a while just to kind of settle down into the US. Um, mm -hmm. And then now I've kind of got myself into a position where I can uh, do a bit more. So I just recently come back from India. And I was also in Ethiopia for some time there's some photography out there um then hopefully going to cuba or so next next year again yeah. to do some more um That's nice. beautiful place yeah. yeah yeah and then again go to rwanda we have to Yay! get back into rwanda because <laughs> landscapes in that place you know um so yeah yeah really looking forward to sort of really i mean one of my um one of my um interests is really trying to represent the African story um, as an African. Um, there's a lot of Africa that's represented by a lot of non-Africans. And you know, whilst that's great, I just don't feel like a real, real rich story has really been set out there. So, you know, things like African weddings in Africa, African lifestyle and African highlights or real African forwardness. Because sometimes the narrative isn't well put together. I still hear people saying things like, oh, you're an African, and they expect you to be something from coming to America or, yeah. uh, oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> living amongst animals and things like in, in, in mud huts, which, again, isn't a true representation of the Africa that we live in today, you know? So yeah. um, my interest as an African photographer is really to create a better, at least a more informed narrative of the African story. Wow. I, I like that you said that. Thing. That just reminded me of one of the, a guy I know, actually. I'm hoping he comes on the show. He's a, a founder of a TAP magazine. It's called the African Perspective Magazine. And okay. that's basically what they're trying to do is just showcase Africa and from the African yeah. perspective, basically, you know, yeah. which is, which is something that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one thing. Yeah. Go ahead, Joshua. Sorry. I was, just saying, I was just saying, it's really impressive to hear people finally like wanting to just, I mean, it's okay to go and make a living and everything and follow your passion, but also not forgetting where you can, where you come from and trying to, yes. you know, represent so it properly, you know, yeah. represent it properly in the way it needs to be. Cause I feel like any misrepresentation really, and in a sense, I felt, I, I used to get offended with those things that, oh, you're African, you know, you're like Prince Hakim or whatever, but you come to realize <laughs> that there, there hasn't been anybody that has, uh, has has given the proper representation. All we have, all they all they know is coming to America. All they know about Rwanda is yeah. Hotel Rwanda. You know, it's things like that. Exactly. You know? Oh, that's so right. Yeah. Some people say that. Oh, you're from Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda. Right. No, you really got Masai warriors. You know, it's <laughs> exactly exactly all kinds of Masai warriors, and then all 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 Africans. And if you're lucky, they call out the South Africans clicking the language. You have a click in your language. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, I, I don't click in my language. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we don't all click, man. I like that, though. I, like, that's, I was actually going to ask you about that next. But yeah, yeah hmm. we need more people like you, definitely. And I hope, I mean, I know people are going to be inspired <laughs> listening to this. But so how Thank did you, you end up in the U.S.? So I, um, I got married to an American and I moved my business from uk and uh, to the us based on the fact that it was just so much easier uh for us 
um, you know, me being mobile and she being sort of fixed in one place. Um, it just made it so much more sense. And then also it just seemed like a really good move um, because there was a lot more opportunity, particularly in the wedding industry. Um, it's, it's one place where you actually, like someone made a point, black people here look like they're doing really well. So um, following again that narrative of rep representing them is, is, is part of my mission. Wow. <clears throat> that's, that's powerful. Wow. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> wow! There's nothing that love like... won't make you do. I tell you what. Yes, no, it's very, very, very scary. Very scary. That, yes, you can say that again. I'm, a, I'm. You know what? I'm not gonna. We're yeah, not gonna turn let, this. Let's let's up. just keep going because Josh wants to yeah, talk about this subject. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just. You know what? Oh, so wow, we had job. it. No, no, no. We're not. You're not gonna take me to Judy. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Anyways, so <laughs> Judy's enjoying this part. That's the thing. But anyways, uh, I actually wanted to know. Speaking of your your other work, I feel like I'm jumping back and forth. But I, there's something that I realized, and I was I was just wondering, how do you come up with the names of whether it be your pieces, whether it be your work in general, like the the normalized piece or you know the invisible series we talked about? How do you come up with these names? Okay, so the 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 invisible cities. Yeah, the, the, that was part of a project to do with um, representation of each part of uh, the city my parents are from, which is Lagos. Now, certain parts of that city looks like parts of the world, and we just thought, well, you know, based around some photography that I'd been doing, I realized that. You can actually represent the world in that city. And that's where the whole concept of the invisible cities came from, in the sense that the city itself isn't present in the city, if that makes sense, but it actually is there. Um, so a lot of the inspiration comes from everyday life and really just mimicking how we sort of see everyday life in, in different things. For me, I'm always looking for... Um, I'm always looking for uh, good uh, representations that kind of fits the narrative of something new, if that makes sense, right? So, yes. yeah, so um, that's what really has kind of inspired that. Um, sometimes the names may come to do with one person or, you know, particular thing I may have been feeling at the time. Um, I have work that has to do with a particular time. Um, there's a there's a project I'm working on called Progretry in the Sky, um, mm -hmm. which is really just a collection of images that I've taken whilst I've been traveling. Um, and really the idea is really coming out of being on so many planes. I mean, once upon a time, I would say I was on two, three planes uh, a week and wow certain theme of you know you're in this space every single time and it just feels so different from the rest of the world it's almost like purgatory mm -hmm. which is a catholic um concept of a temporary space between heaven and yes. earth so wow. sometimes the inspiration comes from that um and it's not just brought up by myself i work with 
other artists. Um, Just by looking at the work, we're like, okay, how can we create some sort of story based around the images? And, you know, a lot of thoughts may go into it, a lot of thinking behind different concepts. Um, Kind of build up in, in terms of the actual full narrative. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of inspiration, though, speaking of inspiration, who would you say has been your biggest inspiration in terms of photography, of course, you know, and, yeah. and why? Okay. So, so there are two main photographers that really inspire me every single time. Um, one is a guy named Steve McCurry. And another guy is a guy named Sebastian Salgado. Those are the two guys who really, really, really catch my attention every time I'm taking photographs. Um, they're both travel photographers. Um, one has a very, very, very distinct look in color. Another one has a very, very, very strong uh, black and white representation. And they're very, very, um, they're very, very uh, distinct in the fact that one has shown in fact let's just put it this way Sebastian Salgado has a very strong black and white style that shows almost something about the depth of the inner person so you have a lot of um people from refugee camps um, and representation of people sort of traveling around the world as refugees and then you have people who are working and and how they the kind of conditions people work around the world then you have someone like Steve McCurry who has a lot of color in his work and it captures the essence of his location, the culture in his location, the people, the sounds, mm. the smells. And I'm very much moved by those external factors um, in, in, in the way his work makes him move. So I feel like, well, do you know what? As a person, I think there's a big story I can tell with the pictures that I, I take. Let me go yeah. out present them in, the, in that manner. And I think I'm very influenced and hugely influenced by these people mm-hmm. uh, to creating the kind of pieces that I have been creating. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So so you said, I, I know I read about it, or I was doing my homework about you. There's something about mm-hmm. you doing workshops. You know, yes. Workshops, you know, just to basically just share about you, you know, your expertise with the next generation. All right. Yeah. Did you have... It, is that is that just for you to pass on your knowledge, or is this also like a side business? Or? It's it's everything. It's it's not just passing on. It's also to inspire. It's uh-huh. to share. It's to open up. Uh, it's really an outlet. Um, I read once that you can't grow without actually, you know, shedding as well. So mm-hmm. by they say fit. To, to be filled, you need to be unfilled. So I, I kind of create opportunities for other artists who I've known, some of them professional artists and some of them who are amateurs, to mm-hmm. just give them an opportunity to try new things and to encourage them to be better artists, you know, be a bit more mm-hmm. encouraged in their creative expression and developing their creative expression. Um, I, I, it's one of the things that people always ask me if I had the opportunity again to do it one more time, what would I change? Mm-hmm. And I think the one thing I would have done is probably just go for a few more workshops a lot earlier. Mm. Wow. You feel like, do you feel, you, you feel like there's something other than, you know, saying going to workshops, what is the one thing maybe you say you wish you would have known earlier? 
you should have known earlier, apart from the workshops, well, just connecting with more photographers um, and really just soaking it in and being a lot more fearless. It's, okay. you know, you're, you're born with this, especially as an African, you're born with a lot of fear. Don't go here. Don't do this. A lot of taboo. Mm. Um, just really canceling all that out and just going for what you truly believe and just allowing yourself to feel the things that you're feeling, especially when you're young. Um, you, you have a lot of opportunities to do those things. So I think that's one thing, again, I would advise any young person or anyone who, who chooses to pursue any craft at all. Oh. Wow. wow. Um, so I know that you've traveled a lot, right? What yeah. What is the top five countries you haven't been to that you have to go to before, you know, God calls you home? Yeah. Hopefully a lot. The bucket list. <laughs> bucket list. Top five. Yeah. Um, it's weird, but I want to go to Afghanistan. Um, mm. I want to experience like Afghan culture. I don't think it's well represented. I think obviously with, with the advent of, of um, the Taliban and all that kind of stuff, I think it has such great rich culture. So I hopefully want to go there sometime and really experience like real Afghan culture. Um, and then other places like Australia, I would love to go to. Um, I also would love to, if possible, go to the North Pole. Um, and then again, maybe go to Russia. And then maybe a fifth place would be Argentina or Chile or one of those South American okay. countries. So I think, yeah, just kind of touching. Well, it's my dream as well to touch every African country if I can. How many have you gone mm, to? I try. African countries? Mm -hmm. Oh boy, not that many. I'd probably say about six or seven. Okay. I've been to mm -hmm. 59 countries and only six or seven of them is African. I feel that's wow. disgraceful. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say disgraceful. There's, there, there is more to experience out there. And, you know, maybe there's more. You oh, know, yeah. shit. You know, there's more. So you, you said, me first of all, you top five or like you going extreme, man. Like, no, no friends, but if any of you guys, I love y'all too. But, uh, that is just, it, I, I don't think it's wow, I sound like those white people are, are racist. I'm like, I mean, I have a black friend, but, and then they start yeah. racist after that. <laughs> I didn't, even call, I, I didn't even mean to call. I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even mean to call up Yanni's out, man. Yeah. But uh, but uh, other. You know, you named the top five that you would mm -hmm. like to go to. What are the top? I, I'll even be generous on this one. Top six that you've been to, and you're like, you know what? You're right up there. Um, one is Greece. Um, Santorini in Greece. I would love to go back there again. Um, uh, Ethiopia. I would love to go back again. Uh, Cuba. Um, which other place again? Mm, Rwanda, definitely. Yeah. Definitely have to go back to Rwanda. I'm like, okay, come on. <laughs> go back to that one. And Kenya. And Kenya. Wow. That's good. That's good. I noticed Nigeria wasn't on that list. Oh. <laughs> Why? Let's go there. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, we'll, we'll create something. We'll say that. Oh, we'll <laughs> is that you know? It goes without saying. <laughs> saying, I guess. Oh, right, sure, sure. Yeah, I just saved you that. right now. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but uh, so uh, uh, well, we're coming towards the end, but I still have one more question to ask you. Yeah, go ahead. Go if ahead. there's one thing you could change 
if there's one thing you can tell to a younger GD, everybody's probably saying like, oh my God, he asks this question all the time. But I really always want to know what is what is the one what is the one if you looking at your younger you right now, what would you tell him? The younger me. <laughs> We'll okay, go so as far as like how years. young? Yeah, it's yeah, beginning, the beginning of it all. Beginning, so let's say in our twenties, early twenties. I would tell them to just travel, experience as much of the world as possible, and don't let anything hold you back. If you want to go there, just go and buy a plane ticket. Worry about everything else afterwards. That's what I would tell them. I think I spent too much time over the last 20 years really putting obstacles in my way because all the obstacles are in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. um, so just don't listen to that voice. They say don't listen to the lizard brain and just go for it. Um, that would be my biggest thing, like experience as much of the world as possible. I like that. Wow. So what's left for G-Day? I mean, you've done pretty much everything that a photographer would want to do. No, yeah. What, oh really? For you? I mean, for the most Taking part. I mean, I think yeah. you're very accomplished, but you, you know, you're probably hard on yourself. So, Joshua, man, you need to be in my studio next week. <laughs> <laughs> Get over here from San Diego. Sorry, um, you're saying. <laughs> What's left for you to do? What What is there that you're like? Okay, I still need to do this to feel like I've made it. Like I said, I really would love to travel around the whole of Africa mm -hmm. and. Um, and I want to tell like as many, as many African stories as possible, like take as many African photographs and spend enough time there to say, this is Africa. Um, and I really hopefully, well, I, I, I kind of started doing it. I, I try and visit two African countries every year now. Um, there are about what, 45, 46 African countries. So hopefully in the next 20, 30 years, you know, we, we should have something pretty cool. Um, but that for me is my dream. If I can create something that says, okay, this is the Africa that I've come to know. I've been to every single African country and these are my images to prove it and to really tell you this is the Africa I know. That for me is it. Then I think I would be a lot more accomplished. Wow. That's, that's interesting. That my, my, yes, I, I always have, I always have a, a quote and I think, People might get tired of me saying this, but it's something my dad, I, my dad told me that a friend told him, you know, yeah. and I don't know who he quoted this from. He said, the world is a book and those who don't travel stay on the same page. And yes. I'm going to quote you. Love that. I'm going yeah. to quote so you. It's, it's, it's always, it's always interesting seeing, you know, how, how much more open-minded people are, or how much they've learned from just simply traveling, you know, or mm -hmm. having, the 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 guts to travel per se because yeah you, know, you meet somebody and, and, and it's crazy how you look at the way they think and how somebody that was not to knock them down you can stay in their cities if they want but mm -hmm. people that were born in one city raised in that city mom and dad went to that city they have a family tradition of going to the lake since grandpa started it and you know every year and it's like yeah. uh, I guess it's a little yeah. bit different. so yeah. It's yeah, it's very different. And unfortunately, I don't think you can be, I don't think you have a right to have an opinion about anything around the world when you don't have, you've not been there. You know, you can say, Oh, I know what the Russians do, but you've not been there to experience it. So you don't really have a say. Um, 
And I've heard that being said a lot recently that there's nothing better than actually experiencing it, feeling it for yourself. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I really want to have that experience. I, I hear about these things. I read about these things in books, but I want to go there. You know, people live there who are human. Um, yes. and they live normal lives. Let me experience what they are experiencing just for the sake of it. Do you think wow. that it's given you an advantage because you're so well-traveled, you know, shooting these multicultural weddings? Do you think that that's helping you a lot? I think it, it, um, I think what it does is it opens me a bit more. Um, I'm a lot more, I think there's a better understanding of culture when I go. And I feel like just being in that space, I'm a lot more excited. Um, Maybe there is an advantage because you're there and you're meeting people from all works of life mm -hmm. and you get to see and share and relate with them. You know, I go to a Kenyan wedding and I'm like, oh, I've been to, you know, this part in Nairobi and this and that. And they know, they, they know what you're talking yeah. about. Right. You know, it's something to talk about across, as well. Yeah. Well, I've traveled across, you know, the whole entire country of Rwanda and I had a flat tire on the street. I'm like, really? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, I know that street, and you can relate. I I, yeah. I went to Cuba once, and um, there's a church there, a really famous church, where these two old guys always sat there, not doing much. And some guy was like, oh, I know exactly what you are talking about. You know, I've seen this thing that you're talking about. So those sort of things really help you um, connect with the. Uh, with different people in different ways. So that's the advantage, oh. obviously. Wow. Mr. Hmm. GJ, it's been an honor, a pleasure. It's been great having you on the podcast. Awesome. And to be quite honest, uh, we can't wait for you to come back if you choose to come back. If I come to New York, maybe I'll hit you up, if you don't mind. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a message on Skype. I'll be like, hey, I'm out here. <laughs> You have but, a place in my basement. Because I can see that. Oh, yeah. no, it's been an yeah, honor having you. We're recording, on... by the way. So you're. Oh, cool. Yes, please. <laughs> bring them all. Oh, <laughs> uh, but uh, honestly, it really has been an honor. There the anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. <laughs> But oh, really, it's been it's been great, and it's been great hearing your story. I can't, I don't know, it's 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 an inspiration to me. The one thing you just said is definitely just buy the ticket and go, and I think that's it's gonna happen. Well, Within yeah. reason, Joshua, don't take your whole life savings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Dude, on the positive side, of it, on the positive, on, on the progress. On the positive side, I don't have life saving, so you know whatever I'm using is good. Well, okay. I mean, so you know you have the opportunity to do whatever. Just tell everyone I'm in the navy, and they just put you in. <laughs> yeah, that works. Wow, yeah. you guys. But, <laughs> but Gina, it's been it's such really a pleasure. Been... Thank you so much for coming, and I can't wait to see your final project after you travel the whole of Africa. Hey. Good, good, good. Thank you so much, guys. It's been a pleasure. Before, before we end, do do you have any any big thing coming up that we should probably know about? Which we should tell people. If not, that's fine because you seem to be a guy that does secret stuff. Yeah, you, put, you put me on you put me on the spot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got to tell people, like, yeah, man, I've got an album coming out. You know, go buy that. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you there isn't tell anything to go see at your all. Art piece at the museum if they're there in town. Well, definitely, exactly. Go to the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. and you know the African, not the African American art, but the African art institutes there. And you you can totally be inspired. And, and I know so far nobody's got this out of you, but how much does Saul Campbell buy your piece for? Ooh, do you know what? That I cannot tell you. I know. I wish I could, but I can't tell you that. I know. Just know it was. It was in the thousands somewhere, but that's all you need to know. It was good. It's Buku dollars. Buku dollars. Buku dollars. So where where can we find you if somebody wants to follow you and get inspired? What's your Instagram? So first, yeah, the first thing is Instagram is a great place to, I mean, the first thing is go to my website, which is alakija.com, www.alakija, and everything kind of links from there. Or you can go on my Instagram, which is, I actually have three Instagram accounts for three different purposes. But the main one is Alakija, which is A-L-A-K-I-J-A. And I have one for my weddings, which is Alakija Studios, A-L-A-K-I-J-A Studios. Then there's J-A Alakija, which is a personal one. It's all about me, J-I-D-E-A-L-A-K-I-J-A. Oh, Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I, I, a person in your caliber should just say, well, just Google my name. It'll be easier that way. That's so. it. Google my name. Just Google <laughs> Too many of us out there. Too many fake people. <laughs> you just but yeah, no, that like you you got it. You're good. You, yeah, exactly. You find everything in there. And then yeah. the final question. All our female listeners make me ask this question, okay? <laughs> Are you single? <laughs> oh, wow. It's gone funny now. It's gone funny. Can't hear you oh, now. you can't hear me. <laughs> sound like, yeah, you sound like RTD2 again. <laughs> so is that a no? It's so funny how people, the female question comes in and it. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, ladies, I think I think it's a no. Okay, so I really can't hear you. By the way, I really can't. <laughs> are you joking? I can't. No. With the laptop. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, now I can hear. You. Yeah. So is that a no? I think that's the question. I didn't hear your question. The question was: <laughs> Are you single? What's my marital status? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. He's so formal. Do you know what? I shouldn't lie. I shouldn't lie. So yes, I am. <laughs> they have very, very much so. He's very much so. <laughs> that took a lot, Jesus. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, look at how the the internet decided. No, Jude, you can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> the universe was saying no. Don't put yourself out the there. DMs about to pop in. The DMs about to pop. But nah, man, Gide, thanks a lot again. Really appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back, feel free to come back. We're going to say yes, our casa is your casa. So our casa Indeed. is right here. We got you. Awesome. Thank you, man. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks Bye. for listening. I'm Joshua Sindrali. You've been listening to IPU Podcast. 
You can follow IPU Podcast on Instagram. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another inspiring story. In the words of the great Maya Angelou, there is no greater burden than carrying an untold story. Thank you for allowing IPU to unload your heavy burdens, one story at a time. And as always, thanks for listening.